This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to our slash stories about Kevin. You guys loved it so much last week that I had to bring it back. It's gone down so well. You guys love the stories. And let me tell you, the stories in this episode are actually just, just I, I, I don't actually want to say anything. I really don't. They are phenomenal. The last line, or at least the penultimate line in this entire video will blow your mind. It is sensational. I, I can't begin to even describe what happens in this one. Oh, it, it's so good. I don't want to give any spoilers. There's a story about just an idiotic Kevin, the one you see in the thumbnail to start things off. But the second Kevin in the second story, what he does at the end of that will genuinely blow your mind. It's insane. And I've been ill the last few days. This selection of stories has cured my illness. It is that ridiculous. That, that makes no sense, right? But neither do Kevin's. Enjoy this one. Here we go. Kevin thinks he can speak every language in the world. I used to work with a guy named Kevin who was convinced that he could speak every language in the world. He was always bragging about how he could converse with anyone in their native tongue, no matter where they were from. One day, we were at a work event and a group of foreign colleagues came to visit. Kevin immediately jumped up and started speaking to them in what he claimed was their language, but the look of confusion on their faces told a different story. It turned out that Kevin had just been speaking gibberish, mixing random words and sounds together in a bizarre attempt at speaking in their language. He had no idea what he was saying, but he was convinced that he was impressing them. To make matters worse, Kevin started insisting that the foreigners were the ones who didn't understand their own language properly. He even tried to correct them on their pronunciation and grammar. Needless to say, the rest of us were cringing and trying to distance ourselves from Kevin's embarrassing behavior. It was hard to believe that someone could be so clueless and yet so confident at the same time. From then on, Kevin's delusions of linguistic grandeur became a running joke among our team. But we also learned to be more careful about taking him at his word when it came to anything else. Okay, there you go. That is our first Kevin of today. Now you might be thinking, uh, yeah, absolute idiot. And you'd be right. Maybe you're thinking to yourself as well, how could anyone be more stupid than, than this Kevin right here? And it's a, fair, it's a fair comment, it's a fair question, I'll give you that. But just hold your horses, because the Kevin that we're about to see now is like 10 times as dumb. It's genuinely incredible. Here we go. Now for our next story about Kevin. This one is sensational. Strap in. My co-worker Kevin. Drywall, defamation, and D-picks. Quick note, the Kevin in this story is actually named Kevin. Make of that what you will. I, an 18-year-old man, worked my summer job this year at a hardware store in the Midwest, USA. It's a smaller franchise hardware store, not a giant one like Lowe's or Home Depot, so the owner has a bit more freedom to do what they want. In this case, Kevin is the owner's son, and the owner, probably illegally, hired Kevin for $18 an hour, significantly more than we make. And, as I'll show you below, he definitely did not deserve such a wage. There were three main tasks that summer job teenagers like myself and Kevin had. 
cashier duty, sales, and stocking shelves. Kevin did okay, barring a few minor incidents with stocking shelves, but the other two were chaos every time he got near them. On my first day, I was working with Kevin and a friend of mine from school. We'll call him Jake. Then there were two full-time employees staffing the store. An old guy, let's call him Walter, and an even older woman, the store manager, who'll be named Edith. These are the best old people's names I've got. Kevin had cashier duty, Jake had sales, I had shelf stocking, and Walter was the second cashier. A Kevin welcome. Me and Jake both got started on our respective tasks for our first day and did everything pretty much by the book until around 11am. We'd been open for a couple of hours when Kevin sauntered in, but nobody had really noticed him missing since Jake and I didn't know he existed yet and Walter barely had anyone to serve as cashier anyway, so Kevin wasn't really needed. But soon, he strolled up to me and Jake while we were in an aisle and said, So, we've got some fresh meats in the most ridiculous movie bully voice ever. We laughed at him and he walked off to his cashier station huffing and puffing. Then he turned around and yelled back, Show me some respect, rookies. About five seconds later, Kevin walks into a shelf and shrieks in pain. He goes up to the cashier station and about 10 minutes later, he gets a customer. Now, I didn't see the initial incident, but I sure heard it. Someone was buying some lawn decorations, one of which was a giant glass ball in the shape of a frog. I'm sure you see where this is going. Kevin dropped it and it smashed, then refused to refund the customer, a little old lady. By now, Walter had got on the intercom and called me up front to open the other lane while they cleaned up. I ran up front and see the trash show unfolding. Rather than help Walter, who was on his hands and knees picking up tiny glass shards, he decides to argue with the 90-year-old, yelling at her for buying stupid frog art that looks like an adult toy. I tried to keep Walter's lane moving because three people were in line, but everybody was watching Kevin berate an old lady at the top of his high, squeaky voice. Walter finally managed to wrest the cashier station keyboard from Kevin and refunds the old woman and apologizes to her for Kevin's actions. About an hour later, I get the chance to ask Walter what the heck is wrong with Kevin. Oh, he's the owner's son. He's worked here for three days. It was at this moment that I realized it would be a long summer. Mexico will pay for the drywall. Kevin was a conservative. He made sure everyone knew this, starting every second conversation with a political comment. So on my second day, I was cashiering, Kevin was in sales, and Jake was stocking shelves. Kevin started the day by walking in and yelling at the top of his voice that taxes are too high and nobody needs social security because society is already secure. We have cops. No idea why he thought to do this. Kevin decided it would be a good idea to ask a customer who was buying blue paint for their walls at home why they're putting Democrat colors in their house. The customer walked out. Edith witnessed this and reprimanded Kevin, but obviously nobody wants to say anything to the owner's son. Not 20 minutes have passed with Kevin unsupervised when I walk by to find him switching out every can of blue paint with a red one. At this point, my thought process is that I don't get paid enough to deal with this and it's not my problem, so I keep walking. Well, Kevin felt slighted by me laughing at him the day before, so he quickly walks out of the aisle, gets on the intercom, and yells for Edith. About 10 minutes later, Edith walks up to me and informs me that Kevin blamed the paint thing on me. Edith looked at the cameras and saw it was clearly Kevin, but she let me know to try and steer clear of him because he liked to make other people feel bad. What a loser. Hail damage? Hail Satan. A few days of blatant stupidity followed the incidents above, but nothing quite as crazy. 
Kevin put wasp spray in the paint section since he said it was used to paint walls. He also brought a tube of toothpaste from home and jammed it into the cash drawer during a shift change, leaving the drawer open and unattended for over an hour. But things really ramped up again after about a week. There was a forecast for severe storms later in the week. So an older couple, both wearing Metallica shirts, came in to buy some plastic sheeting and stakes to cover their garden. Kevin was doing sales that day. The poop hit the fan. The husband explained that he had tomatoes and wanted to keep them safe from the storm. So Kevin, being who he is, explained to them that if you didn't listen to devil music, God would keep you safe. Try praying once in a while. Well, the customer just didn't find this amusing. The couple walked out and left the cart with $300 in other merchandise. Can't cancel Kevin. About a week on from that last incident, Kevin got in trouble. I wasn't there this day for doing a... <laughs> wow. I mean, I can't read this out, but poopler salute, I guess is the best way I can describe that, which is a Hitler salute while grabbing his butt. <laughs> what the... That is, that is absolutely ridiculous. He claimed it was anti-Nazi, but his dad, the owner, came into the store and let us all know that he talked to him about it. That is the most ridiculous thing so far. That is mental. Well, Kevin came back the next day, and at this point, me and Jake had just learned to ignore him. But he approached us during a break, and he asked, without any prior conversation, Are you all? Insert gay slurs. We stand slack-jawed in amazement that he would ask that. And Jake quickly responds, no, that's kind of not okay, man. Kevin goes absolutely ballistic. He begins explaining in detail how any man who spends time with another man is gay and how being gay makes God cry. Kevin claimed, you screwed last night and that's why it's raining outside now because God is crying. I really had no words, but Jake did, who told him to go F his cousin in a log cabin referring to Kevin's love of country music and camo t-shirts. Jake got a call from the boss that night, telling him he'd be fired if he ever spoke that way to his son again. Jake tried explaining what Kevin had said, but to no avail. The boss just said his son had good Christian values. That is revolting. Kevin doesn't understand goats. Kevin developed a weird obsession with goats around the middle of the year. It turns out he saw a post online that jokingly said Russian troops were having sex with goats. So pretty soon, Kevin started printing online art of goat-human hybrids, mostly furry art, and posting them up in the livestock feed section with the caption, Warning, no goat sucking, because these ideas logically connect if you're a Kevin. Plus, to me, a goat sucker means a desert cryptid. Not a practitioner of bestiality, but I guess that's just me. But the goat thing didn't stop there. Oh, no way. He later tried to explain to me that humans are really descended from goats. His logic for this was that goats are called goats because they decided to go when other animals weren't evolving. Again, I feel insane just writing that out. I do not blame you, OP. That is insane. Duct tape Kevin. Vent problem? During the summer, we had an issue where one of the air conditioning vents for the building wasn't working, which made that corner of the store really hot. He came up with the unusually coherent plan to close all the other vents and try to force air to that vent so we could see if any air was coming through at all. If there was some tiny amount of air, that would mean it was just blocked, not broken. Well, I tell him this is an okay idea and I have him go and do it. But this was Kevin. Would anything be done the simple way? Heck no. Rather than pull the little lever on the side of each vent, he duct taped all eight other vents shut with three whole rolls of tape which he of course took from the shelves without replacing or logging in inventory. 
We spent the next hour peeling that tape from the vents, which was especially hard given that he crazy glued the tape to the vents. Still, the vent problem was still there. We didn't include Kevin in the next brainstorm and Walter came up with a plan to just shove a garden stake from the outdoor department into the vent and try to dislodge whatever was up there manually. Whatever was up there turned out to be three soccer balls. We didn't have a camera in the vents since this is a hardware store, not Freddy Fazbear's. Nonetheless, I have a sneaking suspicion as to who put three soccer balls in the vents and it ain't Lionel Messi. If I'm being honest, this was way above all of our pay grades and maybe the real Kevin in this part was his dad. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. None of us were HVAC specialists. Still, I'm sure he couldn't afford it considering all the free passes he kept giving his son. Karen versus Kevin. Kevin was bad enough with the normal customers that when we finally got our ultimate Karen, Walter and I just stood around watching the show. This woman walks in five minutes after the store opens and buys a gigantic bird bath. This thing is like four feet tall and 150 pounds. She needs help to lift it, but Kevin sneers at her and makes me help her even though he's on sales for the day. Well, she comes through my lane and I ring it up for $220, which is the right price as shown on the tag. Karen, though, insists that it's $30. I ask why, and she walks over with me and points to the shelf where a $30 clearance tag is hanging for the bag of bird feeder seed above. I explain to her that it's not $30 for the bird bath, but she points to it and says, but the tag is right there. I turn and whisper to Walter and we decide to release the Kevin Kraken. I go back to the line, apologize to the other customers and wave her to go see Kevin, who's standing at the customer service desk. About 15 minutes later, I notice the two are still arguing. At this point, the woman is screaming at him and he's giving it back to her. Except he's not talking about the product. He's trying to explain to her that birds don't need to bathe. They have a built-in shower. That's why they're always scratching themselves. Give him hell, Kevin. Karen decides to take her phone out and start recording. And when Kevin keeps telling her she is a stupid boomer for wanting to give birds what God already gave them, Karen demands to see the manager. Edith walks up and tells Karen to leave. And Karen then finishes the recording by saying that Kevin was defaming her by calling her a stupid boomer and the store would soon be hearing from her lawyers. We actually did. The woman sent a legal threat in the mail. Jake got fired for not helping his co-workers to de-escalate the situation while he was on shelf stocking duty, even though nobody called him to the front. In the boss's opinion, Jake was willfully ignoring Kevin's unspecified intellectual disability. None of us had ever been told that Kevin had an intellectual disability, though we'd be the Kevins if we didn't know, considering all that he did. The next day would be my last at the store. Hardware hard on. The day after the Karen incident, we ran out of metal poles. This is one of our more popular items, and we usually just get them in huge bulk and load 10 or so out onto the shelf at once, so that if they fall to the floor, it isn't too much to deal with. I told Kevin to print out an out of stock message, assuming the guy could just go scrape something off Google images and put it out there. We of course don't have our own out of stock labels since Kevin burned them when he set the microwave on fire in the break room. 
but that's a story for another time. Kevin did not use Google Images. Rather, he printed an interesting image. Towards the end of the shift that afternoon, I was walking by the metal section when I saw a strange image on a piece of paper hanging off the empty shelf, though I couldn't tell what it was. I walked up closer and could not believe what I was looking at. On the left of the page was a map of Poland. On the right was a nude photograph of Kevin with a hard-on taken it what taken in the employee bathroom below the two images was a caption metal poles not found try these other poles oh my god (laughs) that is that is probably the craziest thing i've ever read (laughs) wow i'm just gonna present this one without comment anyway i quit at the end of the day because kevin blew up in a rage at me for throwing away the picture Yelling at me that I just threw it away because I hate Polish people. <laughs> Nothing about, you know, the D-pick. Oh my god, now the title makes sense. Kevin has called me a total of 67 times, I counted, since I quit, from 13 phone numbers. How does he have 13? Oh my god, what a story. What a story. And there we have it. Uh, that goes down as the dumbest thing that I've ever put into my brain in my entire life metal poles not found try these other poles i kind of want to put that on a t-shirt that is just sensational that is like so many things in here i had to just stop for a second as you as you would have heard and just think what is actually happening here what is going on this is the first video back from being ill and it's this (laughs) sensational stuff is all i can say and uh, by the way the thing that screams out is that I need I need more about this Kevin. Like the fact that you're you've given all this content, yet you're leaving out other stories. You know the microwave story, for example, where he he set on fire the actual out of order signs. I mean, we've got it. We've got to hear that. We simply have to. I'm honestly gobsmacked, guys. Get in the comments down below. One word to sum up this Kevin, if you can. If you can't, ten thousand. I still don't think we'd be able to. Unbelievable. What a post. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Really hope you enjoyed that. If you did. Get in the comments, as I said. Drop a like on this one. I mean, to be honest, I don't actually care if you enjoyed it or not at this point because I'm doing it again. I know that for a fact. I enjoyed this way too much. Again, I just can't quite believe what I've just read there. But wow, sensational stuff. I will see you next week with some more Kevin stories. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.